Beloved ministry is inspired by chapter 7, verse 10 of the Song of Songs. I am my beloved's, and his desire is for me. Our aim is to help women, whatever their age or state of life, to come to know their true identity as God's beloved. In this first season, we'll be coming to you once a week, through Advent and into Christmas tide. Each week, we'll discuss the Gospel for the coming Sunday, We'll praise God in song and we'll pray for you, beloved sisters. So grab a cup of tea and sit down or take us with you as you walk through your day and join us on a journey to meet Jesus anew in Bethlehem. A reading from the Gospel according to St Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Be on your guard, stay awake, because you never know when the time will come. It is like a man travelling abroad. He has gone from home and left his servants in charge, each with his own task, and he has told the doorkeeper to stay awake. So stay awake because you do not know when the master of the house is coming, evening, midnight, cock-crow, dawn. If he comes unexpectedly, he must not find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. The Gospel of the Lord. Welcome to episode one of the Beloved Podcast. My name is Ithel Willis and I'm going to be your host throughout the podcasts. I am married, I have two beautiful children and I work as a teacher in a further education college teaching 16 to 19 year olds about health and social care. I'm a big fan of food and music and Formula One racing um, and I am called to live my Catholic faith visibly in a secular world. Alice. Tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, Ifa. My name is Alice Hall. Um, I am a full-time missionary with the Zion Community for Evangelism. A Zion Community is where we host the Beloved Women's Weekends. Um, I am in my 40s and single, so quite different from Ifa in terms of my state of life, but um, similarly have a great love for food and a love of people. So um, wherever I can combine those two things together, I'm, I'm a happy woman. Okay, and we'd also like to introduce Jenny. Hi, I'm Jenny. I am um, a member of the Zion community, like Alice, although I'm not residential in the Zion community, I'm an associate member, which means that my call is to evangelism 
in the places where I live and work. Um, I work in the education department of my local authority, so that's my day job, but in my spare time, my two favourite things are people and coffee. And if I can drink coffee while spending quality time with people, I'm a happy lady. That was wonderful. It's really lovely to join you on this journey. Um, so today's gospel, this Sunday's gospel, instructs us to stay awake for the coming of the Lord. So my first question is, how are you going to stay awake this Advent? Alice, do you want to start us off? Yeah, thanks, Sophie. This is, um, it's great that this is the first, uh, first gospel um, for Advent. And I think really for me, what I want to say is Advent itself is a wake up call. Like I absolutely love the liturgical seasons and I've heard it described that both Advent and Lent are like an everyday retreat, like a treat in our a retreat in our everyday life. You know, the liturgy just gives us these mm. seasons where we have to stop and just kind of take into consideration, re-examine our relationship with God, uh, refocus on the things that are important and I particularly love Advent. Um, I mean, my favourite colour is purple. So generally I like Lent and Advent because there's a lot of purple going on. But um, I love uh, Advent because it's, you know, the readings really remind us, especially in these first two weeks, that Jesus is returning. You know, this whole um, mm -hmm. call that we have in the gospel today of staying awake, being ready for the Lord's return. I feel like um, it's reminding us in this first couple of weeks of advent you know about what the end goal of our faith is really like the end goal of our faith is you know jesus is returning for his bride i am his bride uh, we are the body of christ we've got to prepare this bride for his return um and everything that we do in our christian lives is moving towards that you know establishing his kingdom on the yeah. earth um and i think we can so easily forget like that this is the whole purpose of where we're going so the opportunity mm. we have in Advent is just to stop and think and like, oh, yeah, you know, this is it's like kind of re-examining our smart goals or like our vision and our mission in life, you know. Um, and I love that, you know, we have that real focus of these first two weeks of Advent before we start really preparing for Christmas and remembering his first coming, you know, which is this kind of opportunity for us just to recognize, um, yeah, who Jesus is, who we're moving towards Um and and how am I doing you know how am I doing on that journey so it is really yeah Advent is a wake-up call I think okay how about you Jenny I think it's a, I think it's a great question and um, sometimes I hear the that gospel and the call to stay awake and sometimes to me it can sound like a, a bit of a stern warning that it as much as says you know make sure you don't get caught out and sometimes um I, I find that a, a little bit scary almost. But when I think about Christmas and I think about encountering Jesus at Christmas, I'm really reminded of how, how I felt as a little child on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And the excitement of Christmas is coming, you know, and I was, I was too excited to go to sleep, you know, never mind <laughs> stay awake. It was, you know, it was as much as my parents could do to get me to go to sleep. Yeah. And so then, you know, I, you know, perhaps back in those days, I was waiting for Father Christmas rather than Jesus. But, you know, there's <laughs> that kind of I want to bring that same anticipation, that same excitement, that same um, joy to my preparation this Advent. 
yeah I don't quite know what Christmas is going to look like this year sometimes Christmas looks fairly similar from year to year but this Christmas might this might might be very different this advent might be a very different experience from previous ones so for me I need to find things that um that keep me awake every day keep that excitement building one yeah. thing I've, I've definitely found really helpful previously is to have an advent candle so in my prayer time each day I light the advent candle and I watch it burn and as I watch the the candle burn I watch the days pass and I that that builds the anticipation that that helps me to spend that time reflecting as Alice said on what it means that I'm preparing to meet the bridegroom what it means that I am I'm preparing for the incarnation for, for Jesus God made flesh at Christmas and yeah that way I don't get so sidetracked with everything else yeah yeah I think I definitely identify with what both of you are saying in terms of uh, really focusing on on this in this first part of Advent on the second coming and, and on that whole journey of our faith through the whole of time you know um in our family, we, we do this thing where with ever since the kids were little, where we have uh, a Jesse tree. I don't know if either of you have done a Jesse tree before, but we go through. Um, we have like a, a physical tree, a little tiny Christmas tree that we bring into the house at the start of December. And we have various ornaments and things that the children have made or collected over the years that sort of represent different parts of our faith history, going right from creation and through the Old Testament up to by the time we get to Christmas Eve, we're talking about obviously the Christmas story. And I think if for us as a family, that that's part of us being aware of this whole journey. And it's not just what happens on the way to and in Bethlehem, but it's the whole of our faith in this in this really special time. OK, so since attending and being part of Beloved, we've all been part of Beloved for quite a while. Uh, my next question is, how have you got on living, beloved, and staying awake to what was stirred up on the retreat? Maybe we go to Jenny first this time. I was thinking back about this and I, I remember a few years ago, um, for a particular reason, I was I was reflecting back even further on, on the very first beloved retreat that I'd attended, which was several years before that. And, and I got out my journal from, from that first retreat, from that time. And I remember reading it through, seeing what notes I'd made and being completely bowled over. God had given me a promise right at the beginning of my first beloved retreat that he was going to meet me in the places of greatest need in my life and to raise me up from there. And I remember at the time hearing having that sense that this is this was the promise that he was giving me thinking I'm not sure I really want you to come into the places of deepest need of my <laughs> life Lord you know I'm not sure that's going to be very easy but when I looked back several years later I could see that's exactly what he'd been doing that little mm. by little he'd been working in all of those places and transforming me I'm not sure that I was fully awake through all those years while he was doing that work I'm sure there were many times when I dropped off and I'd stopped paying attention and I'd mm. gone off and done other things but you know God had been really really faithful through that time and I think what's helped me to stay awake to the the truth of what it means to be beloved of God is to be reminded regularly to revisit it whether it's through retreats 
or whether it's surrounding myself with women and men who can share the journey with me, people who will speak the truth to me, people will, who will prod me and wake me up when I've got a bit sleepy. Yeah. Um, so that so that this journey is one that um, rests with God. You know, he's doing the work in, in me. He's doing the work in us. He's transforming us into the beloved. But my eyes stay open. My eyes stay focused on him so I can see what he's doing and work with him in that. Yeah, that's really lovely. Thank you for sharing that, Jenny. Thank you for asking. <laughs> it was lovely to remember it. How about you, Alice? Um, well, if it was a long time ago that I did my first uh, Beloved retreat, and actually it wasn't called Beloved because I did it in the States when I was studying over there um, at Franciscan University in Steubenville. And I went on this women's retreat, which actually Beloved is based on. So um, it was a very long time ago, but very similar to Jenny. Um, the Lord did touch on a lot of things in my life during that weekend. And it was quite an overwhelming experience, really. Um, and it's one that he's gone on to sort of unpack over the years. And for our listeners who haven't done a Beloved Women's Retreat yet, um, you know, this is a weekend that's a sort of one-off experience. Um, but those of us who are on the team, you know, get to come back and repeat that experience again and again. So for me, that, um, that grace I've had in my life by being on the team to come back to these retreats um, sometimes twice a year, um, has been an opportunity for me, I suppose, to um, to stay awake to that message of, you know, that I am my beloved's and his desire is for me. Um, and it's a reminder every time I come on the retreat that, um, you know, this is the true identity of my person, you know, um, that I am in him, that um, my my purpose in life is to fulfill his desire for me which is just crazy really you know mm. his desire is for me his desire is to be in communion with me and with us um and as we were saying earlier you know we are his bride um he's the bridegroom he's longing for his bride he's waiting for his return to come and take us to be in eternity with him and of course this is a long journey and it's a lifelong journey for us to kind of remember and it's so easy to forget you know, this cool truth, really, that we learn um, on these weekends and we need reminding constantly. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, for me, I think it's it's just been a blessing in my life to be part of this ministry because it means that I'm often getting to come back um, yeah. to it. And yeah. um, I always say that I think it's a bit of a grace for those ladies who kind of come for once and that's it and they've got it and they get to live it. And they continue to live it. But, you know, for some of us, we're just so leaky that we need to kind of keep coming back and be filled <laughs> with it all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say, uh, well, my husband tells me whenever I come back from serving on a beloved retreat that I sort of come back with this glow of just like peace and um, joy about me. Um, and it, it you know depending on what else is going on around us it could last a, a week maybe or so but um yeah a bit like you maybe I get a bit leaky and I need to go and top up <laughs> but actually I when I was thinking about this I was thinking about um what helps me to stay in that glow in that space of of really um being awake to all all of those things and I think it's about like you said it, it's about our identity so that 
really leads me on very nicely to my third question, which is that one of the topics we look at on the retreat is our identity. Um, so for you ladies, what makes it easier or indeed what makes it harder to see yourself as the Lord sees you, as the daughter of the king? Alice. I think, um, you know, one of the, one of the quotes that I carry with me and is in my prayer journal from from that kind of teaching about our identity is a Brennan Manning quote, which says, um, define yourself radically as one beloved by God. This is the true self and every other identity is an illusion. Um, I'll just read mm -hmm. that again for us. It's define yourself radically as one beloved by God. This is the true self. And every other identity is an illusion. Um, I think it's really hard to stay in that truth, you yeah. know, in that truth that this is my true self. Um, so I think what makes it harder for us is that we just get so caught up with the with the now stuff, like with the temporary assignments of the earth, you know, which is what we have to do yeah. every day. You know, many of you looking after children, that's just like a constant demand or the work that we have or the pressures of family life or um, those of us, you know, those of you who live on your own, that's another thing you have to take care of yourself. You know, these things like mm -hmm. um, that just can crowd in. And I guess as we get mm -hmm. caught up in the busyness of life, um, we can stop listening to that um, defining voice, you know, which is, which is telling us our true self is that we are beloved um, and I think the problem is, you know, when I get caught up in the busyness or just in my own emotions <laughs> and my own hormones and my own moods, you know, that I begin to listen rather to my own voice and other people's maybe sometimes negative words or the lies that I believe about myself, the lies that I've picked up along yeah. the way, rather than defining myself in this radical way that um, that I am beloved, you know, that this is the my true identity. Um, and it's you know he says every other identity is an illusion and i just think actually it's much easier to believe that the other identities are very real <laughs> um yeah you know whether it's kind of a negative identity that i take on myself or that um you know others maybe have with me when i'm <laughs> having a bad day um <laughs> so i think it's that yeah i think it's that kind of um learning for me this journey of coming to know myself as the beloved has been one of learning how to be um rather than to focus on my doing um yeah. and that's been a really really hard journey for me and a very long one and it's one I forget all of the time and I think it's taking time to be you know taking time to be still taking time in prayer in order to listen to that voice is the only way and I don't think it's an easy way but I think it's the only way yeah. for us to you know, truly tap in again and connect with that truth that the Lord is saying to us. Yeah. What do you think, Jenny? What makes it easier uh, for you to see yourself as the daughter of the King? I think that what, what makes it easier is, is the only way I can do it is receiving that truth from God, receiving that identity from God. I have to let him tell me that that's who I am. Mm -hmm. And I have to let him tell me that repeatedly um, preferably three times in the same way in the space of two hours. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes that's what it takes to get it through my very thick skull. 
um and but but god god's amazing in that he has so many ways of being able to get that truth through to each of us in the way that speaks to us so you know sometimes for me that truth i read in his word you know just exactly as 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 that verse that that we were um that our whole retreat is based on i am my beloved's and his desire is for me from the song of songs diving into that truth what does it really mean lord that i am my beloved's and your desire is for me for for sometimes though it's about what i see around me in the world and in nature and what god has created for for me what god has created because mm-hmm. he loves me you know the, the the beauty of creation for me the the biggest um the biggest way that i i receive love and the biggest way that i i enjoy um loving others is through quality time that's kind of my primary love language if you like for me it's really key to have that quality time with god and that's where i i can encounter um the truth of who i am in him and the truth of who he who he wants to be for me um and yeah so those that's what makes it easier for me is is finding ways of soaking in the truth and that yeah. helps to counteract all the other stuff that Alice was talking about that gets in the way, all mm-hmm. the the lies that I believe, the things that the world tells me that actually it's who I am or what I've achieved or what I earn or where I live or who my friends are or all of that. Yeah. That just falls away when I sit with God and he says, but I love you. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're really right there. And I think both of you are touching on things that I've written down in my notes about what I wanted to talk about on this in terms of is what do I immerse myself mm. in um and I was just just the other day we uh I'd had a really really long and busy day at work um I'd been in zoom call after zoom call and I was absolutely exhausted and I had more things to do in the evening but um I had uh, our church, although it's not open for mass at the moment, was going to be open for an hour for private prayer and adoration. So I had this hour that I could take. And my husband was off out working, so I had to bring the kids with me, uh, which initially I was like, oh, are they going to cope with an hour of adoration? But they did. Praise God. Uh, They brought their colouring books and things. And actually, it was so beautiful to just sit in the presence of Jesus. And as we left, my youngest said it was like a lovely bath just sitting and relaxing with some quiet music but without having to dry your hair afterwards and I thought (laughs) that is perfect (laughs) that's beautiful (laughs) but that is it's that connection it's that and and you're right there's so many different ways that it can happen but finding a way that I can just connect and be exactly like you were saying Alice just be in that moment is is really how I reconnect with that identity so when we are doing that when we're connected with our identity and when we are awake to who we truly are Jenny what effect does that have on your daily life you know even as you say it um if you could see me I'm smiling when I live from that place everything changes you know if I really know that I'm loved if I really know that I'm precious if I really know that the creator of the universe is bothered about me, that, that's a complete game changer. I, I have joy, I, um, I grow in confidence, I have a, a peace at the core of me that 
um, means that life doesn't stop, things don't stop going wrong, you know, stress doesn't suddenly just disappear. Mm -hmm. But I'm more willing to be open to um, God in every moment and to the others that he places around me because I'm less closed in on myself. I'm more kind of, I'm more outward focused rather than being focused inwards on my own weakness or my own insecurity or my own failures. I'm, I'm turned outwards, uh, ready to receive the other, whether that other is God or whether that other is other people. Um, and I, I found as well over the years that I'm more open to discovering the creative um, gift that God has given each of us, that I'm more willing to, to be vulnerable in, in making and creating things um, rather than rather than thinking I've got to get something right or it's not going to be as good as what so-and-so would make, mm. but that actually, you know, I can enjoy things of beauty. I can enjoy things um, that that grow and develop over time. Um, so lots changes when I live, I live from that place. Yeah, yeah. How about yeah, you, Alice? Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same as Jenny, really. I think, you know, when you live from that place, you live from a different place and you're able to kind of just rise above, um, I guess, the daily grind <laughs> and the things which are difficult because we're operating out of that place of, um, of you know, knowing our value is and who we are rather than what we do. So my value isn't derived from the things that I'm doing um which completely changes then how you feel about what you're doing um i think it puts into perspective our feelings um of loneliness or other sufferings that we maybe um find we have to endure for for whatever reason when we know that you know we are his he created us he loves us um his desire is for us um and you know like jenny really i think for me when I'm connected to him um I was sharing this with one of my good friends recently you know when you're connected to the vine that you've got more to give you know like I'm I'm an extrovert and I love people but I can get really people out you know I live in community so I yeah. can get really people out and um and that's been a bit of a surprise to me because I I get my energy from people and I've just realized that unless mm. I'm really connected into that place of, of receiving from him um, I can run out of giving to others, you mm. know. So I think I think it really changes everything, you know, changes my motivation, my perspective, my outlook, and even my energy, you know, my energy levels when I'm operating from that place of knowing who I am um, yeah. and knowing whose I am. I think, yeah. can I just... Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, can I just add to that? Just as I'm thinking about it. Mm. Um, you know, I think when, when we talk about living from that place and, and the the difference that it makes, um, why would we not live from that place every day? But I don't know about you two, but my reality is, you know, I have to be honest, I don't always live from that place every day. You know, that's, um, mm. I wish I did and, and I'm growing in it, but, um, but, but God is faithful. And um, sometimes he has to call me back to that place, you know, multiple times in an hour, let alone multiple times <laughs> in a year that actually, Mm. Each time I, I take my eyes off him, each time I get bogged down, each time I'm um, uh, distracted by some other voice that's louder, 
he he is the one who does the work of bringing me back he's the one who can enable me to live in this place it's not I, I often fall into the trap about it's what I do it's you know it's kind of how I understand things it's it's how I choose to live but actually what I'm learning is it's what he's doing in me mm. that makes the difference yeah I think that's a really good point Jenny um, without meaning to then go straight on to what we, after you saying so beautifully about <laughs> it's not about what we do, I wanted to ask ladies if there are any sort of practical steps or things that you are thinking that you're going to do this Advent in terms of it, you know, to help you to stay awake. So I was thinking for myself, uh, I am trying very much to consider about the advent traditions that we have in the family and making sure that we are really living advent first and not jumping straight into christmas um yeah and not just blindly doing things because that's what we always do but thinking about you know what are the meanings behind i love your idea of of the advent candle and having that time of you know grounding your advent in that time of contemplation i wondered what practical steps you ladies have to share with us yeah I think um you know just listening to what Jenny was saying there really I think for me Advent is like I said at the beginning that wake up call but it's it's one of those times where I'm kind of called back you know it's like another moment where Mm -hmm. I have to check in and go okay what 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 is it and I think you know for me really it's going to be personal prayer um you know I know I commit to pray every day but it's easy to lose the habit. It's easy to lose um, the routine. So, um, yeah, I'd really make a commitment to prayer in this Advent, and I, I want to be, um, I want to be very realistic because I know that I can get really carried away with like the busyness in this time of year as Christmas approaches, and as you know, you were saying earlier, um, Jenny. I think you know this year might be a bit different because of. The circumstances but I imagine I don't know I'm still kind of a present person and I'm still <laughs> the fact that I can't be with some of my family might mean that I'm gonna have even more kind of things to get organized so I think you know in these what can be very busy weeks leading up to Christmas to be very realistic about what our commitment is but at the same time to be very intentional about taking time every day to be with the Lord mm. um, and I just want to encourage people really that I find no matter how short you know my time commitment might be if I'm if I'm committed to it and I'm obedient to it you know the Lord always shows up as soon as I do (laughs) um you know so even if you're really really busy and you think I've only got five minutes you know don't let the enemy say to you well it's not worth it you know if you can't give longer because the Lord's going to meet you in that space um Mm -hmm. he just loves to be with us and and to speak to us and one scripture quote just came to me um it's some it's one that I share sometimes on the beloved weekends from 2 Corinthians 6 verses 16 to 18 and it says come out and be separate from them says the Lord you know come and be separate from them and and then you will know that I am your father and you are my daughter um and we hear that this this uh the first reading at, at mass this Sunday as well that he is our father and we are the clay he is the potter so, you know, let's just take that time every day, really. That's that's going to be my commitment. I invite you all who are listening as well to just think about what's realistic um, what's going to be realistic <laughs> on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. you know, so that you can really kind of commit to that time 
um, during this whole season to be with him and to come away and be separate from him and separate from all the madness so that we can really kind of, um, you know, plug into that truth of who we are. Yeah. How about you, Jenny? Any special tips or Oh, I wish. Um, One thing I'm really conscious of, and and I think especially this year with, you know, perhaps, as I said, Advent maybe being a little bit different, maybe being a little bit more home-based, not rushing about quite so much here, there and everywhere, you know, to this, that or the other party um, that maybe we might might have done in the run-up to Christmas previously. For for me, one of the things I'm thinking about is is my home and, and setting the environment in my home so that it it points me to Christmas. And one of the ways that um, I've always done this is, is I talked earlier about using an advent candle, but, but having an advent calendar. And I've just got a new advent mm. calendar this year. Um, don't often get advent calendars in our adult yeah. life, but I've got a new one. And it's, um, it's a nativity scene, but it's 3D. And each of the characters in the scene, so characters are the people, Mary, Joseph, Jesus, the shepherds, but also the animals, the the cows, the sheep, the camels, whatever. Yeah. Each of each of those is a separate piece. It has a number on it, and it has a slot. And so each day in Advent, you start to build this calendar, and the 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 setting builds, and then finally on Christmas Day, Jesus goes into the the final slot in the calendar. And so for me, that's going to sit on my my cupboard in my front room, and it will remind me as Advent goes on, as I each, as I build that calendar each day, again, that'll be another way of just allowing the Lord to come a little bit more and more into, into my, into my day, into my week, into my preparations for for Christmas itself. So, and that for me is a really practical thing. That's lovely. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for your time this evening. Now we're going to move into a time of prayer. First, we have a song, Amazed. If you know it, I invite you to praise along with us. Or if it's new to you, just let the music carry you into a time of prayer. And then afterwards, Kasha is going to say a prayer for you.
Loving God, Father, I thank you that you are here in this very moment with us, with me. I thank you that you are all present. I pray for this sister of mine, your beloved daughter. I pray she knows today with all her being, her mind, her heart and her body, how precious, how beautiful, how desired and how loved she is by you, her beloved. Help her today to stay awake to your tenderness and care to stay open, to receive your love and desire, your desire for her. To remain your beloved. To be your princess. To know her dignity. Lord, increase her ability to receive your love and care today. May she owns her belovedness and may it bring her peace, 
and courage to live today to the fullness of life you gave her. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on our first ever beloved podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please share the podcast with your friends and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We have a Facebook group where you can connect with other listeners and discuss this week's episode, and we'd love to welcome you to it. Thank you to everyone who's contributed to this recording, including Jim and Andy for technical support, Fran, Pauline and Kasia. Thanks to my guests, Alice and Jenny. If you'd like to support the work of Beloved, please consider making a donation to the Zion community. Details are in the notes of this episode. Have a blessed week, beloved sisters.